0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the briskneck.com, PredictiveForum.com Preview Podcast. We're going worldwide today. Ed DeRosa here, Danny Ducker about to join. We're going to look at the Dubai World Cup, Saturday at Maidan and the Louisiana Derby, Saturday at Fairgrounds. Louisiana Derby kicks up the 180-point Kentucky Derby qualifying season, 100 points to the winner, top two finishers, pretty much guaranteed a starting spot in the Derby, third place at 20 points, probably good enough if you have any other points. So uh, starting to get down to automatic berth, so to speak, a lot on the line in these Derby preps, and a lot on the line in the World Cup as well, world's richest race, $10 million, course of the year California Chrome, is there, but so are four other U.S.-based grade one winners, and uh, international cast that, to me, doesn't look up to the task of the American assault, but I know Danny has been busy checking out what uh, these international competitors have been up to before getting to Dubai, so he might have some clever thoughts on them, and without further ado, we'll get those clever thoughts starting now. Danny, how are you? What's happening, Ed? Not too much. I'd say we're on the uh, cusp of a, a pretty big Saturday. We, uh, of course, stick into two of the major races, but UAE Derby kicks off the 180-point season, going to be a big uh, pick-six at Gulfstream on Saturday as well. I'm sure you're looking forward to all the action.
0: I am, indeed. I am, indeed. I, I really do like the Dubai World Cup. Uh, I've always liked the race, and, and this year... I actually see a a big edge uh, that I'm excited about talking about. All right. Well, we like that. Uh, Yeah, the board
1: is always interesting. Uh, Certainly an American flavor to it uh, when there are U.S. runners. Now, will you be up at 520 watching the Godolphin Mile on the West Coast? No.
0: No, I'm going to just – the race I'm interested in is the Dubai, is the World Cup. I mean, I've got a lot of time and energy into that race and, uh, you know, so that's what I'm going to look forward to. I don't know if they even have multis going into the race, but the rest of these Euros are a crapshoot, so um, I'm just sticking with that one race and then rolling into the the, uh, Louisiana Derby and then the pick six, of course.
1: All right, well, uh, just uh, for clarification, they do have a pick three uh, encompassing the two turf races and then ending with the Dubai World Cup, so for those who might want to tackle the uh, the international field's on the turf and couple it with the, the World Cup. That is an option. Uh, but obviously, uh, <clears throat> win-way drain is active, try and super in the World Cup as well. So options there if uh, your zest is just for the mile and a quarter on the dirt. Uh, and a familiar name kicks us off. Uh, Key Knights, talked about him a lot last year. Uh, only horse to beat American Pharoah during his Triple Crown Breeders' Cup Classic season. He did it in the Travers. Uh, Frosted, who was also in that Travers, finished third. We'll get to later. Uh, but Keynice kicks us off. He gets blinkers. Are you forgiving his last two, or do you think he's out form?
0: Well, it's a good. It's good to point out that he got blinkers. Um, and I actually just I emailed over to you, and I, I went through all the pace figures for uh, the American horses. His figures are on a decline, right? So he's gone from 80. Uh, in the middle of August last year, 79, 78, 76. And uh, his two races over there, I both, I watched him both. He just looked rank. He looked rough. He looked uncomfortable. Uh, looked like he didn't want to run. Um, especially his last race, they could put blinkers on and try to try to change the horse, but he just looks to be heading the wrong direction. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I can't see him running competitively in here.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just uh, – it would be easy to forgive one race saying he needs it over there, but the, the Don was somewhat dull to me. Uh, you know, I, I just can't can't see a form reversal against this many good horses. Yep, yep. Uh, to his outside, another grade one winner from the U.S., uh, the horse who actually won the Don, uh, Mishawish or uh, – I've heard this name pronounced four different ways, I think, just today, but I'm going with Mishawish. Uh, one Won the Don Handicap uh, was on turf a lot, has actually shipped to Dubai before, uh, finished third there last year, and not really a bad third. Maybe he's been a dirt horse all along. Todd Fletcher looking for his first World Cup victory. Uh, Lon Franco de Torre takes the call with Fletcher's usual suspect staying in the States to ride at fairgrounds. Uh, a lot of buzz about how well this horse has looked in Dubai. How does he look on the numbers?
0: Well, from, from a from a figure perspective, um, he he actually—it's amazing the, the the transformation that Mishawish Mishwash has made uh, going from turf to dirt. And, and you, at this point in a, in a horse's career. It's surprising to see, but he, he basically was like nine, you know, six for 19 on the turf, made $1.7 million, and has had four starts, three starts now on the dirt in a row. I can excuse the Cigar Mile effort because it was his first out on, on dirt, and he ran, against, uh, ran into totalist. His last two races have been really impressive, and if you look at his figures, and this is the part, the part that I thought interesting about his figures is he ran a double top his second race after the, uh, cigar vial. And he won that race. His following effort at Gulfstream park, you ran a soft pattern. So he regressed two points on the final figure and two points on the first floor for, for, for figure while still running and, um, I guess, managing managing his energy. Right. And that's a really good sign coming into this race. Um, So purely from a figure perspective, which is what I happen to be looking at, uh, and not so much as races, I think he's competitive in here. I really do. Competitive as
1: in a a win candidate? No. No. Competitive as in winning candidate. Okay. Important distinction. All right. Well, we'll get to some of that strategy once we get through the field. Uh, Number three, gun Pit. Uh, yeah. Second to special fighter, uh, second to special fighter, last out retains his jockey. Um, you know, had some wins, I guess. Sits on that, but uh, I don't know. Just seems to me to lack sort of the, the marquee victory to think he can pull this off.
0: Well, and, and I'll, I'll talk about both special fighter and gun pit in the same discussion here. When I was watching the replay of the races, you know, they went like 26 for the first. 400 meters and 50 and a half 51 for the second 400 meters. So you have to really excuse time. Time doesn't mean a damn thing uh, here, but I just felt like he sucked along on the rail. Probably should have a little bit more kick when they came from home and he wasn't able to rally at all. Um, and I and, you know, special fighter looked great on the lead and went wire to wire, but the race before that, when he ran it frosted, he, he got outbroken to the lead. He went outside, and he couldn't compete. So it looks like Special Fighter can't put a couple races back-to-back together. And in terms of getting it on his, front, on his own on the front end, he did get it on his own uh, at Dubai on the race on the 5th of March. But this race actually looks to be shaping up with a fair amount of speed, and we'll get to the speed on the outside. So I think both of those are passes.
1: Well, there will definitely uh, be prices, I think, with the Americans in there, really any international, even with uh, some good races under their belts, are going to be overlooked. Uh, one horse probably not overlooked. He's a familiar name. Uh, I fell for him in the Belmont, uh, even though I severely disliked him in the Kentucky Derby, and that's Mupayage. Uh He has won in Dubai before he won the UAE Derby last year. Uh, But to me, a similar boat uh, that Keen Ikes is paddling, I just don't, uh, you know, he just hasn't shown anything in this two-star tier, and I don't see where he finds uh, the reversal to beat this quality group. And he's a name people recognize, so I I figure he'll be an underlay, and he's not for me in this spot. What do you think?
0: Not for me either. Earlier on, and I I texted you that I thought I might be on him, but, you know, he has a road of races to buy last year and this is a, a much different field than he'd be then. Um, and I think as we talked about some of the other horses, he's just going to be outmatched as well.
1: Yeah, uh, agreed. And, uh, again, I definitely worry about the underlay there for sure. Uh, another horse who's really hard to figure, uh, Candy Boy, who actually uh, had a lot of uh, buzz around him going into the Kentucky Derby that California Chrome ultimately won. Uh, and then finished second to some good ones uh, throughout the year, second to Shared Belief, Taputcher, third to Bayern. Uh, So certainly good class line. Ran in the World Cup last year. I'm guessing with his Saudi Arabian connections, he's been running in Saudi Arabia, uh, but no uh, sort of official races in terms of uh, Dubai is concerned. Uh, And this one just seems a, a couple up.
0: Yeah, I, I would
1: agree. He has raced since last year in Dubai. I don't see it here. But. I I would need to poke around. I do think he's sort of. I don't know if there are training races there or how official they um, are. He's around in Saudi Arabia, but they don't show up on RPPs. And um, yeah, you know, he ran in the Boat Cup doing... last year, kind of a similar boat, and was beat nine. Yeah. So I'm not too concerned you know, with him.
0: They're doing probably a disservice to the horse. I don't know why they'd be running over there. We probably could have a competitive graded stakes runner, black type runner here in the U.S. But Saliv, I don't really give him a shot. As do I, uh, really don't give Datamos a shot outside of him. Um, you know, again, I watched a couple of them, a couple of his races in French. Um, they, they weren't like the Group One races, and he wasn't even really that good. So you'd have to go back a couple races too over you know about a year ago when. He, when he last ran, or uh, let's see, six, six months ago since he last won. He's nothing really for me to look at.
1: All right. Uh, and to, I I agree. Uh, you just, again, it's just, to me somewhat similar to uh, Gun Pit, where there's just sort of a, the lack of the, the marquee win, and maybe that one being right. a couple of him. Yeah. Uh, number eight is Hako Tarumai. Tarumai? Tarumai? Uh-huh. Um uh, they do not speak Foko. Japanese. Foko, okay, thank you. I'll call him number eight from now on leave the name to you. Uh, Has some wins under his belt, including some grade ones in Japan at a mile and a quarter. Uh, so that sticks out and looks somewhat interesting to me. Uh, does, ships into this without having race since late January, though. It does seem like the horses who have done well here recently, even if it's not a win uh, in Dubai, uh, it's a win a little more recent, but he had some talent as a grade one winner and a mile and a quarter. Uh, what do you make of him?
0: So if you go back and you watch last year's Dubai World Cup, he went to the lead and he he was pretty strong for about a mile, maybe a mile and a 16th, and he, then he gave it up and, and faltered to fifth, and he would have been passed by the entire field had they not been so far behind him. So he, he's got the speed and he's really a one-run horse when he runs well as he's on the lead or close to the lead. So I think what you're going to see with him, and I don't like him, um, but he is going to be a nuisance, is I think uh, Hoku is Hoku and uh, Special Fighter, two horses that know they need the front end to be competitive, I think one or both of those horses will go. So while there's not going to be a fast pace in this race, I do think it could be a little bit more brisk, than these twenty six um, four hundred four hundred meters that they've been running recently, and is that uh, who do you think that benefits? Well, I think it's going to benefit stalkers. You know, a horse that uh, you know a horse can that can stick with these, but, but not doesn't necessarily need to lead, and, and that's why I'm going to leave to as the next horse on the outside. So going back to his pace figures. He hasn't run less than a uh, 78 since the Kentucky Derby. His most recent effort was a 79.8 last year uh, in the, at Keylet, and he's, he just seems to show up on big days. I do feel like he's coming into his own, and he's going to be a, a much better horse this year than he was in terms of finding the winner's circle. He burned a shitload of money, as we've talked about over the years. But I think, and especially watching this last race, that he is he is uh, coming into his own as a racehorse. Speaking of which, his his one race in Dubai, the Al Maktoum Challenge Round Two race, which I which I recently watched, was phenomenal. I think he is on the right. I think he's on the right line. You know, his figures going into that race tell me he can run eighty at uh, a mile and a quarter. He, and he was he was just kind of on the wrong lead until they hit the top of the stretch. He was, If you go and watch the race, he was just on the wrong lead, and he was veering, kind of screwing around, and only until Buick kind of hit him with the stick and straightened him out, and then got serious the last eighth of a mile that he run, and he won going away. I think he's going to be in a, in a position where he can actually go with the horse inside of him and sit. So I think he's going to get that stalking type position, which is what you want to see here, around the far turn, or uh, stay out of trouble. And I think he's going to have a gentle on the rest of the field, including Crow. I think he's your winner. I think there's real value with Frost, And if we can get five to two in the U.S. commingling pools, it looks like a straight win bet for me. All right.
1: Yeah, I think you'll get it. I, I think, uh, I mean, I think he's the one. I mean, maybe two to one's the floor, but California Chrome's going to take money. There's just no doubt about that to me. So, uh, so yeah, I think you'll get the price you want. Uh, yep. To his outside, number 10, Opportunity. uh the fourth grade one winner that we're talking about from the U S Bob Baffert has shipped and won this race before, uh, won the San Antonio by a nose. It's jockey in that race. who's on for the first time ships over for the world cup. That'd be quite a, a coup for Flavian to parlay that. Uh, but I do think he's up against it. Uh, you know, opportunity does have the grade one win, uh, in the Clark. And, uh, I don't know. To me, he just seems, uh, he just doesn't seem to California Chrome or Frosted Bubble. I think he's a good horse, but I just can't play him against the likes of them. What do you think?
0: Just looking over his pace figures, he looks too slow to me. I mean, he's got a you know he's got an 82 on there back at Keyman, um when they went nine furlongs, but he does look too slow, and the added distance here uh, could be also a challenge for him. So I hope he draws money, but he's going to be a pass.
1: Yeah, a good point too on I mean, the added distance with him. Uh, he did he did have a runner-up finish in the the Santa Anita Gold Cup, which is a mile and a quarter, but that was the hard aces. Who, granted, we did or you especially like going into the big cap this year. But again, it's just to me a, a talent level that's not quite to a frosted or California Chrome, twenty fourteen Derby winner, uh, morning line favorite here. I'm sure will be the the betting choice. Uh, I think, to me, he's the most likely winner. Uh, a lot of sharp handicappers, though, are going in the frosted direction, yourself included. Uh, why do you lean away from him for the top shot?
0: Well, there's a couple reasons why. When you look back at his most recent U.S. race in January, he ran a 70 73 soft pattern, which was six points down from where he uh, last ran and six points or seven points shy of their frosted one. Now, it was a soft wind, so he had a lot, lot in the tank, but it was also shorter at eight and a half. I, I think that, that in terms of where he is, uh, he, he did peak at, you know, he's got these waves of 80s and 81s. His last race was a 73. He had a good race, uh, albeit a freshener in Dubai. But I think he is, um, more than anything, I trust is going to get the jump on him. And Frosted's kick, from what I saw his left out, is going to be California Chrome's kick in this case. So I would, I like Frosted over California Chrome.
1: All right. Uh, well, I do think those are the two, uh, even with uh, uh, Mishwish uh, getting a lot of attention. Uh, I think Frosted and California Chrome uh, just have that classic type to me. I'm going to go with the Derby winner, but certainly understand why people are frosted's direction. But we'd be remiss if we didn't put a bell around the field. Number 12 is Teletext. One is last by five-and-a-half lengths. Granted, yep. I was in yep. Saudi Arabia. Uh, ships in here, though, is by Empire Maker. Uh, Jumont Farms involved. Uh, this is some pretty good connections coming in here. and you give them any sort of shot?
0: I really don't because the dam hasn't thrown much. You know, Palfett's call hasn't done much. And uh it doesn't it doesn't seem to me like Telex is gonna be able to bounce back, you know, a race against these kinds of forces I mean, he's been running in cheap in Saudi Arabia. I watched a couple of the races, Lord knows I couldn't understand it. He took off the trophy in the two holy mosques cup blowing up the toad board. <laughs> 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 Bad humor, sorry.
1: <laughs> well, it is uh Easter weekend. <laughs>
0: now, now that's I, I, uh that's I don't give him a shot no, that's the
1: that's a field for the World cup uh it sounds like you're staunchly in Frosted's camp on top uh, I really, you can I really really, am. you can even do anything with the gimmicks or are you uh if you get your price on him it's just win money and that's that
0: you know i i historically and i've I've watched more of these Dubai races than I bet but the pools are really frustrating over there. I can't get a real good sense of it seems to me like the because it's U.S. parimutuel only, right? So it's a U.S.-based pool, correct? Right. So all of the U.S. horses tend to get tagged. All of the exacts t- tend to get tagged. I think the best play here is going to be a win bet, and maybe he gets overlooked on the rich side because people are looking at Crow or looking to hit a hit a long shot. And that's usually what you have. You have somebody, Crumb's going to get a lot of attention on top, and then I think a lot of other wise money is going to go across the board on these pops. So I think Crump is going to, if profit goes off, it's 5-2. There's real value, and I, I like it more top. All right. Uh,
1: taking a stand, I like it. Uh, so we'll uh, definitely be talking about that next week uh, to see if you landed it. Uh, that does bring us uh, to the Louisiana Derby. Uh, an interesting field. Uh, the big storyline for me is, A, what you make of the Risen Star. Uh, because you have a lot of horses coming back from that. B, uh, Greenpoint Crusader, on uh, a lot of people's list early in the year, it been a second to I'm not sure why they waited so long to bring them back here, and then it's going to be another six weeks to the Derby. Uh, so the preparation is a little concerning to me. And then overall, that six weeks to the Derby, not something that's been done. Uh, it's been a long time, if, if at all. So uh, that will be a storyline for the horses who do well here. Uh, what was your feeling in this field as you went through
0: it? Well, from a well, I'll start with Greenpoint Crusader since, since you brought him up. That, um so his his last out figure was in seventy seven, the fastest in the field, um, and it's it's logical to me. You ask why they didn't bring him back, you know, you brought that up like why why they waited. Obviously, they raced to the toll on him because he. He took 90 days off and he ran 77. That's too fast, too early. That is too fast, too early. That's the kind of number, if you guys if you, The kind of number
1: that what? Uh, looks like we lost Danny, so uh, I will pick up the mantle until he comes back, uh, which shouldn't be too long, but we're talking about Greenpoint Crusader. There you go. Uh, Danny, you were talking about Greenpoint Crusader. Uh sounded like you ran a pretty big yeah. number off the bench.
0: He did. He did, and I was I was just about ready to say, this is the kind of number that you would like to see him run um, the race before. Like, this is the kind of number. Chrome ran, like, six points higher, got the six tenths of a point higher. Farrell ran a point higher his race leading into the Kentucky Derby. So this was an, an anomaly. That's why they put him on the bench. Uh, that's why they're bringing him back now. It, it doesn't... I mean, that, that kind of confusion, and this, this falls back on the trainer, and I think this falls back on the trainer and not really doing a great job of understanding the process of getting a horse to the derby. I don't think you would see this with a horse that has a, a trainer that's got experience in bringing horses around. Um, so all of that being said, I, I just can't back a horse like the Horn Crusader office. This, um, you know, this odd layoff in between a half step, and that last figure was too much
1: for me. Yeah, I, I can't disagree, especially at a low price. He's 7-2 on the morning line, and yeah, maybe yeah. he might drift a little bit, but, I mean, he can be less than 5-1 to one for sure and just isn't for me. Uh, to, to his inside is the horse uh, who could buy for favoritism. I think Motom having a local connection with being owned by the Saints owner and sort of a, a no-name and... You know, that closing style that attracts attention every time probably will be the favorite, but Gunrunner will be right there with them. I wasn't sold going into the race. A lot of people picked them. Uh, they got a decent price at five to one. Uh, I'm sold now, though. I thought the Risen Star was a good race. I thought the two behind them ran well. I thought Gunrunner ran best of all. Granted, maybe you could say he had the best trip, uh, but to me, uh, that's what you wanted to see, some progression in his first start and didn't miss a beat coming into this. Uh, I like him a lot and would be happy with 3-1. to one. What do you make of him?
0: Yeah, we have him as our top pick in the value plays. We also were on board with him when he ran his new pace top, um, heading into the Risen Star. He was our top pick in the Risen Star, so we along with a couple other people had him on top. He's run another new pace top, which means he improved his Four furlong figure, four and a half points. His final figure, just a point. He's got a consistent forward progress in his final figure at his four furlong figure. So he, his first race lifetime was 71 and 60, four final and four furlong, then 73 65, then 73 73, then 74 78. So he literally is getting better every race. Uh, so there's no reason why you wouldn't expect the same thing. It, uh, you know, I did notice the last race watching it that he either, either got a little lazy, lazy, lazy that they got to the you know the sixteenth pole, or um, you know his head just didn't seem in the game. I don't know if you watched like the very end of the race, but he almost got in caught, but uh, that's a little little disconcerting for me there is a guy there at Twitter one.
1: So he would be our top pick. I think there are a couple other horses that do pay stops. that will be worth a look as well. Yeah, definitely uh, looks like uh, from uh, the value plays. And again, that's on uh, It accounts for uh, the morning line odds right now, but when you get into the actual race, you're able to, to change the odds, scratch out horses, et A very valuable tool. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, to, uh, out, we already talked about Greenpoint Crusader. Two allowance horses uh, to the outside. I mm-hmm. feel like you can lump them together, although Battery is a little faster than Conquest Windy City, uh, but both sort of have that same style coming into here off an allowance. Uh, c- do you think either one of them can jump up in this spot?
0: Well, I think I think number four, Con- Conquest Windy City, is too slow. Uh, has only broken 70 once, uh, so he would, be, he would be a toss. I did like Battery's last race. And he ran another good race off a of double top. So he improved off a race he should have regressed in, which is a good sign. Fletcher can do all sorts of magic. We don't really have him in our top three or four or five. Um, but, you know, uh, he could probably run okay. He's probably not a, not one that we would look at. Um, because, again, like I said, there's such a bunch of new pace top horses in this race.
1: Yeah, and I mean Pletcher's obviously done it before, and Javier sticks around. Uh, you know, we've seen Outwork and Dustin and Julie run well off, off allowance wins and state company, but um, you you have to jump a decent amount. I'm not sure at the price because of, of the connections, but I'm with you. Uh, you know, one one to watch how he does, and certainly going forward will be interesting. He's uh, Ontario bred, so might even think the Queen's Plate could be in his future. Uh, Candy, my boy. Uh, One of those coming in on a pattern set the pace last time and didn't embarrass himself hanging on for fourth. There were others near him who are a lot further back at the end of the Risen Star. I do think these are a a, a touch better than him, though. Uh, But to me, I'm I'm eager to see how he performs stretching out because to me, uh, could be a type with that front-end style uh, that steal some grade twos and grade threes in the summer when, uh, you know, the good ones are in mm-hmm. the, the triple crown and things like that. What do you think of Candy, my boy?
0: You know, he's got if you look at his figures, and, and I did post the Louisiana Derby pace figures on the site. You can get them. There, they're free. You just go up on the site, hit the whole page. He's got a couple double tops, a soft pattern, a new pace top. He ran 83 for four for lunch. He's fast. He definitely runs fast, and he is a forward mover. He ran a new pace top, which means, in this case, his final figure, why the hell is this not a double top I mean, his final figure was a point and a half faster than he ever ran, and his 4-for-1 figure was approved 10 points. He's probably sitting on a forward move. I mean, uh, the thing I didn't like about Candy Boy watching the race is once he got past, you know, he just, he, he really had no re-rally in him. You know what I'm saying, Ed? Like, he's a one-run horse, and if he gets headed at all, which which he likely could do in this field. I don't think he's going to be, be there at the finish line, but um, my computer just died. But, yeah, he's, he's a pretty good runner. you got to give me the names of the horses for the rest of the playoff.
1: Yeah, that's a good point with, with his likely style when the real running starts. Is, I mean, he's really going to have to get away from this field uh, to, to have a shot, and I just don't see that happening. But that's a, a good point for, you know, going forward if he ends up in a race like the Lexington States or on the Derby undercard, things like that. Uh, a horse who will take uh, money is Moton, number six. Uh, I know some people's uh, Kentucky Derby pick, actually. Uh, to me, he leaves himself with a lot to do. I don't love the deep closers on um, these Derby-style races; uh, they just get overbet, and I think that's going to be the case here. Certainly wouldn't surprise me. He is the favorite against this group. I'm willing to let him beat me.
0: And they, they did talk about the fact that he uh, um, they talked about the fact that he got like interfered with or something. Did you see that where he kind of went to the rail and the horse in front of him? bounced him around? Uh,
1: Uh, Yeah, and I guess when Destreo was backing out through the field, who, uh, unfortunately, was my pick that day, uh, you know, supposedly that caught him on the the hoof as well or or something like that. So he definitely had trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had trouble, but again, this deep closer is just a tough horse to... To back in a race like this, you know, just a deep closer is what happens when you hit a long shot. It's just not what you have it to do. Somebody back in come from dead last in a field that is suspect of speed, minus the horse we just talked about. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Just uh, it's going to be over uh, that. I, I agree. Two uh, to, to his out. Side. We're also in the Risen Star. Uh, group them together because neither one of them really hit a lot of running. Uh, and I've heard, you know, some people making excuses. Yeah, both were wide. Uh, both were kind of way out of it. Well, Mo, Mo Tom was too, uh, and he finished ahead of them. And Mo Tom has finished ahead of them on multiple occasions even though they're big prices and it'd be long shots, I just can't play them to, to turn things around against what I think is a pretty decent group. And there's just others to me that look more interesting. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe you're more forgiving than I am. Uh, do you give either one of these a shot to turn the tables?
0: Well, listen, they're both random new pay stops. They're both in our top three essential breakout candidates. I'll point out two things, one one about each of them that I that might be interesting. Tom's ready, ran a new pace top, ran a a 74.5 at Churchill uh, for an 8 prolong race. So he has run 74 before. Uh, He hasn't really regressed below 66 or 67. Ah, He could step up, but he could hit the board uh, at a price. I think Uncle Walter is much slower. He's on a negative pattern. But, again, you go back, like, um, in a 75 a half-prolong race at Churchill down, he ran 77, the fastest figure any of these have ever ran. So, uh, but, you know, that's a, that figure is a little bit skept, skeptical. Not skeptical, but in, because they don't cart a lot of stuff and they have furlong races, there's not a lot of, the, the size is not huge. I would lean towards Tom's ready before I would lean towards Uncle Walter, but we would use both of these horses underneath just given the new pace tops and breakdown marks that they have uh, on, the, uh, on the value place. All right, well, uh, there will be big prices, so uh, good good
1: advice if uh, people are willing to, to take a shot uh, on the positive pattern and the breakout designation. Uh, another horse I believe is on a pattern with you guys is Dazzling Gem. Uh up against the Apollo Curse from a Kentucky Derby perspective, having not raced it two. No such curse for the Louisiana Derby, though, so it will only be a story if he performs well here. Uh, touch slow on brisnett. Uh, hasn't cracked 90 yet, but at the same time, uh, you know, he's done it the right way when he has won and has beaten some uh, next out winners. uh, Madcap and Uh Great Sky both ran in the Rebel. Uh, Some people were interested in them there. He beat them and shows up here. So, uh, wouldn't be a shock. I do wonder about uh, how much I think he had some backers, so I do wonder what price we'll ultimately end up getting. Brad Cox is Uh hot, though. Uh, Trainer seems to be firing correctly, uh, so he's not, he's not here for fun. If he shows
0: up, uh, what do you make a dazzling gem? I like this first out race. You know, again, I'm not looking at the PPs. I don't even have the PPs. My laptop just broke, but his first out race was a 71 and a half uh, reversal compression line. They call it first out, but we call it first out. But he ran a reversal first out. His next race was a new pay stop, so he improved his 4 for a figure while keeping consistent Final figure. He's set up to run a, run a big race. I would would not be surprised to see him step up significantly.
1: Well, now's the time uh, to do it, and uh, you know maybe yeah. even if not twelve to one, probably ten to one. So um, yeah. yeah, good uh, good thumbs up at that price to to think he'll step up. Uh one horse I do not think will is uh Zapparini. I feel like he was forty seven to one last time. And the <laughs> excuse me, uh the fifth place finish isn't horrendous. Uh but again, I mean he was way out of it. Uh I just wonder how much he'll have to do. He hasn't run he hasn't even run as fast as Dazzling Jim yet. He does get the jockey change to LepaRoo, uh, but on the outside all he's had to do, he just seems up against it.
0: Yeah, we would agree with you there.
1: All right, Zapparini. Uh, Zapp from this conversation rather quickly.
0: Uh, forever, Mo, uh,
1: I did like the Risen Stars. I've said I think all top three are, merit some consideration, uh, and he's the longest price of the three. Uh, but it was a, a breakout race on the brisneck scale. We finally cracked 96. So the question is, A, does he do that again or does he regress? I think 10-1 is probably – the, the lowest you would want on uh, betting that the 96 is more legitimate than all the 80s he had run before, uh, but he mm-hmm. stretches out to a mile and an eighth. Uh, so maybe we'll learn something about Uncle Mo doing that. Uh, what do you make of forever, Mo?
0: So he ran, figure-wise, he ran a 75 and a 76.4 for a long figure. So his final figure was very fast. Uh, he ran a double top which is the fastest final figure and four furlong figure of his life significantly. But these young horses, they can break through races like this. I mean, this is a huge step up from the race in in January to this race. I don't think he's going to be able to make another forward move, but if he stays in the same range or regresses a little bit, he would be somebody to consider on the bottom um, but not on the top. I could buy that. Uh, if, if he really drifted,
1: I'd probably start getting interest, interested. But I, I think even with some of the, you know, there's obvious favorites with Greenpoint Crusader, Gunrunner, and Motom are the top three. But I think after that there's, there's no one that will kind of take surprise money to, to really push this one up. And, uh, you know,
0: I guess the post could hurt too. But, uh
1: I'll watch the board on him, but uh, for me, I do like Gunrunner best. Uh, I like the, the last out race, and I feel like now he's second choice. If he were the favorite, maybe I'd take a flyer against, but uh, to me, he gets the most. Uh, we know you love Frosted in the World Cup. Do you have a top pick in the Louisiana Derby, or is this more you need to see the board?
0: Yeah, well, from for, I would just say what the value plays has in this race because it's not a race that I have a strong opinion on. We have Gunrunner on top. Uncle Walter, the eight, Dazzling Gem, the nine, Candy My Boy, and Tom's Ready. So all five of those have to do pace tops. Four of the five are breakout contenders with Gunrunner being the top contender. So a wide open race as the value place it uh, underneath. So maybe it's a case where you use Gunrunner and, and use them back and forth with three or four of these others for the new pace top. But the thing about the new pace top is the course, it's just improved. I mean, if Kerry was amazing. He was so far, Kerry Poyas, who founded uh, Forum and we bought the Equiforum technology from his estate. We changed it, to, converted the name to Predictive Forum, and we added our technology to it and the ability to run figures overnight and use, using XML feeds and very quick analysis. The foundation of his analysis was built on looking at 150,000 races and establishing a dozen patterns, the one pattern that he found over and over again that horses improve significantly is a new pace top. So that by itself, and with a race with five new pace tops, five horses are expected to improve. One could very, very well improve significantly, and it might not be Gunwater who's the favorite. So I think in this race, you would want to, you know, we're going to keep an eye on, players are going to keep an eye on the top five
1: that right, one well, uh, of those top five picks uh, one of them will take a lot more money than the other so with any of the other four you do all right even if uh, you end up hooking them with with one of the the favorites and you know we've talked throughout this derby season we're sort of waiting uh, for that that breakout effort uh, we've seen some some good efforts but you know no real surprises uh, and it it seems like there's usually one or two so uh, you know, we'll sit tight. Maybe it'll be in this one. Uh, but speaking of breakout performances, whether we see it from a technical numbers standpoint next week, all eyes certainly will be on the Florida Derby uh, with Nyquist and Moe men uh, be very yeah. interested to, to hear your take on that after looking at the numbers in earnest. Uh, you know, two undefeated graded States winners and uh, a tremendous showdown uh, that, uh, I'm looking forward to. I'm sure a lot of horse players are as well. Uh, even though you'll get what seven to five and eight to five on them, or mm, something along those lines. Uh, maybe not the best betting app. Yep. Although, hey, maybe maybe uh, the numbers say someone else could jump up and you get twenty to one.
0: Well, we'll be we'll be looking at uh, diving into our first uh, seminar next weekend and doing a full breakdown of the pick four and the analysis. But speaking of breakouts. I really do think this is going to be Frost this weekend. I mean, uh, he owes me and a lot of people a lot of money in the U.S. after running second. He's never been able to close. He's always been a hanger on And uh, I just feel like, especially his last race, he he's a different horse. He looked like a different animal on the track that last race. I mean, when he switched leads, even historically, he would switch and switch back and he wouldn't be able to, kick in the way those, those horses that are brilliant, and they call brilliance the ability to accelerate on dirt and separate from the competition. He showed brilliance this last race, and if he comes back anywhere close to that race, I think he's going to win this race going away, and he's going to be my best bet of the weekend, and that's Frosted in the Dubai World Cup at 1 o'clock tomorrow.
1: Wow. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, I would say people listen to us uh, more than a few times. Uh, when you have that kind of conviction, uh, you, you you save it for when you really feel it. So that's a, a huge endorsement, and uh, I would say he's going to be every bit of at least two to one. Uh, he's five mm-hmm. to two on the morning line. The California Chrome right. certainly in there, taking money. Uh, the other Americans will, too. So uh, I hope you get it, but uh, part of me hopes you're wrong. I'm going to be cheering for Chrome, uh, but I think we're in right, order right. for a great race. I think I think whoever wins will have a performance worthy of a, of a ten million dollar race, uh, which isn't always the case, but I think this time it will be. So, uh, 1 p.m. Yes. Eastern, 10 Pacific. Dubai World Cup. Uh, the Louisiana Derby is at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, and uh, hopefully we'll have some winners to tout next week.
0: And I would just one more comment. Five to two is the number that I'm looking for. So five to two is great value. Uh, if we get five to two, that's going to be that's going to be a big move. I think two to one, it's still a play, but a little bit less because there's just not a tremendous return. I hope you're right that Chrome draws a shitload of money, a ton of money, and people that look to try to beat him with bombs. Um, that could be the best case scenario for us.
1: Right. Yeah, before I let you go I'm pulling up odds checker to see what uh, the current prices oh, are That'll yeah. least yeah uh, yeah he's pretty much five to two everywhere I see a, a few nine to four, so still a touch above two to one no matter what uh, California Chrome uh, three to two uh, eight to five so yeah you should be all right I mean the the real key here, though, is if, if you dislike either one of those, which we don't, but I do know that Keenites and uh Mitchell-ish and uh, a few others probably have their backers, uh, but they're 10 to 1 plus, so, um, right. you know, for those so, Ed, you know, who are against the top you two, what,
0: you're, you're going to have a shot. You know what a U.S. pool, too. I mean. You know, let's just take this thing out of Dubai for a second and just think about a U.S. bull because really, that's what you're going to get. If you get a horse like Chrome that's going to go off and say seven or eight to five, the second choice is not going to be two to one in a big field like this. The second choice will be five to two. Um, right. You know, I don't know what kind of take, what kind of take are they putting on? What kind of commission are they taking out of the uh, win bets? Is it twenty-five or twenty-two? Do you have any idea?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, twenty. Twenty. Yeah, it, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty expensive rake for a wind bet. Are you making that up?
0: Or are you, is that is that true?
1: No, it, it's high. I don't know if it's twenty exactly, but it, it it if if it was in the U.S. it'd be the highest wind takeout in the U.S.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Bastards.
1: So, but. I mean, as much as no one likes higher takeout, if you pay attention to it, uh, the fact is if you get the price you want, that's still value. uh, And I'm not too proud to bet into a high takeout pool if the value is still there, but it does increase the chances you won't get the price you want. But even even still, with this field, I I agree with you. you. If Chrome goes down to seven to five, or three to two. Uh the math just works out that it's gonna be five to two. 'Cause I mean, if not, if he were lower two, then you get into a situation where horses like Opportunity and Mitchell Wish are going to be fifteen to one and that's just not yes. possible. So uh I, I think you'll be alright.
0: Sounds good, Ed. Well good luck this weekend. I'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, there you have it, everyone. Uh, strong opinion from Danny in the World Cup with Frosted, uh, Louisiana Derby, gun runner, the top pick, uh, but some interesting uh, positive patterns uh, from longer shots in the race, uh, like uh, I almost said Candy My Boy, but not him. Dazzling John, uh, actually Candy My Boy is one of them, and then also Tom's ready and Uncle Walter. So some chances Uh, for prices perhaps on the Louisiana Derby if one of those uh, turns it around. I have not picked a winner yet on the Derby Trail. I'm hoping Gunrunner ends that streak for me. So that's it for us this week, Uh, Florida Derby next week, the throwdown in Hollandale Beach, Nyquist, and Moyman. We'll break it down for you. Until then.